The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. of Geeks Podcast. I am your host, Derek, and this is another edition of The Week in Geek. And uh, that is where I take a look at some of the biggest stories to come out in uh, during the a particular week, and uh, I talk about them a little bit, give you a rundown on some of them, and uh, maybe a little comment- commentary to boot. So, let's go, shall we? Uh, this is actually for the week beginning April 23rd and ending on April 29th. That is Sunday, April 23rd and ending on April 29th, Saturday. All right. And without further ado, here we go. In Star Wars related news, actress Carrie Fisher will be finally be receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on May 4th, of course. May the 4th be with you, you know, Star Wars Day. It makes sense. Um, and it looks like she's going to get her star right a few feet away from Mark Hamill and across the street from her mother, Debbie Reynolds. How very appropriate. Um, I like all of that. The only thing I have to say about that is it's about time. This should happen a long time ago, you know, like when she was alive, but it is nonetheless very well deserved. So congratulations, Carrie Fisher. We love you. Moving on. So there's a little movie um, coming out, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, this is going to be called Across the Spider-Verse. Um, and everybody, everybody, there was a lot of love for the original Into the Spider-Verse. I really enjoyed it. However, um, I will say a little addendum. Um, I loved it, but I did not enjoy it as much as everyone else. Uh, I think and that's because I didn't see it right away. I waited, I waited long past when it had come out on streaming services. Um, and part of that reason is because it's an, it was an animated film, so I wasn't that, you know, excited about it. But then hearing how good it was, I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Being, of course, a big Spider-Man fan, I wanted to see it. But I will say that in my humble opinion, I did feel the movie was a little bit overhyped by people. Um, you know, some people were saying it was the greatest superhero movie of all time i definitely did not feel that way uh, but i did very much enjoy it well in the sequel um they're going to have the character of the scarlet spider which any spider-man fan 
um, will be quite <laughs> familiar with the Scarlet Spider, love him or hate him. There's a whole story behind all of that. Um, look it up yourselves, kids, if you don't know. And if you do know, you know, well, um, <laughs> in, in this case, the Scarlet Spider is being voiced by, well, we don't know because it's a secret. Um, that's right. Uh, even from the other actors, it is being kept a secret. The only thing we do know for sure about the upcoming voice of the Scarlet Spider is that uh, we have a quote from from the director, uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and uh, that quote is, I can't wait for people to hear who voiced him. Well, there you go. The director's excited, at least. And it's being kept a big secret, so now the question remains, is it going to be some big, famous actor doing the voice? Or is it going to be um, somebody, perhaps, uh, a big surprise uh, cameo Easter egg from a previous Spider-Man animated uh, project? Or film or tv show or um what what will it be well we're gonna have to wait to find out because they are keeping it a secret and even if as i said even the fellow actors in the film do not know who it is let's just hope it doesn't end up being disappointing but i'm kind of a little excited about it so uh you know let's see when the movie comes out and the official release date for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is June 2nd, 2023. So, uh, just a little, just around a month from now. So, and that is, of course, directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, uh, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thomas, based on a screenplay by Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and David Callahan. Alright, excellent. So, let's move on. <clears throat> so, I've had some interesting news uh, come out in regards to Batman. And some animated projects from Warner Brothers Animation. And uh, basically that is that uh, it, is it was announced that uh, Amazon Prime Video has acquired two new DC animated Batman series alongside an original animated film from Warner Brothers. Uh, so the film, and I know what you're thinking, why are these not going to uh, HBO Max, or just Max now? <laughs> Whatever they're calling it. Maybe that's why, because that's still in some weird transition. But anyway, um, so the first film is called Merry Little Batman. <laughs> And, um, despite what it might sound like and what I had initially thought, I do not believe it is a Christmas film. Um, but, uh, that movie was ordered along with a spin-off series, Bat Family, and a two-season order for Batman Caped Crusader from executive producers Bruce Timm, good, J.J. Abrams, less good, and Matt Reeves, good. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Uh, I've lost... I was a fan of J.J. Abrams. Um, but I've slowly realized over the years that um, he's not 
as great as I had originally thought he might be. And when I go back and look at his work, well, that's a story for another time, isn't it? Anyway, so, these Batman animated series, these are all animated, don't forget, um, they will premiere exclusively on Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories. Um, so, here is a little... A little, uh, a little quote from Vernon Sanders, head of television at Amazon and MGM Studios. <clears throat> and I quote, uh, Batman, the animated series, helped pioneer in the evolution of superhero storytelling and defined the Dark Knight for a generation. Batman, Caped Crusaders, will no doubt continue that tradition and, alongside Merry Little Batman and Bat Family, we're thrilled to collaborate with Warner Brothers Animation to offer a variety of takes of the Batman mythos to our global Prime Video customers. We are excited to partner with Amazon to begin in an, an all-new animated chapter of Batman, from the cinematic noir storytelling of Batman Cape Crusader to the comedic adventures of Merry Little Batman. Yeah, that's right, I said comedic. Merry Little Batman and Bat Family. These new projects ensure that there will be an animated Batman story ready to excite fans of all ages. Oh, and that last bit was by Sam Register, president of Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studios. Um, so, I am actually excited about Batman Cape Crusader, which is um, supposed to be a reimagining of the Batman mythology through the visionary lens of executive producers Bruce Timm and Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams. It is using utilizing state-of-the-art animation techniques. This powerful creative partnership will once again reinvent the character and his iconic rogues gallery with sophisticated storytelling, nuanced characters, and intense action sequences all set in a visually striking world, which sounds, that all sounds very interesting. Even though, even with the taint of J.J. Abrams on it. <laughs> um, in addition, ooh, this is very interesting, in addition to Tim Abrams and Reeves, Ed Brubaker and Sam Register are set to executive produce the series. Ed Brubaker, for those who might not know, is a very, is an excellent writer, of both novels and comic books, um, and he's done some great work in the comic realm. It is based on characters from DC Batman, um, and it is produced by Warner Bros. Animation, Bad Robot Productions, and Six in Idaho. And that all sounds interesting. I'm very interested in the Batman the Cape Crusader, which I've been reading about for a while now, <clears throat> and it is something I am looking forward to. Yeah. Um, we have, on the other hand, the Merry Little Batman, which is an animated family action comedy destined to join the rogues gallery of classic holiday movies. Oh, it is a holiday movie, okay. When young Damian Wayne finds himself alone in Wayne Manor on Christmas Eve, oh, how sad, he must transform into Little Batman to defend the home and Gotham City from the crooks and supervillains intent on destroying the holidays. What a bunch of jerks. Uh, produced by Warner Bros. Animation, based on characters from DC, Merry Little Batman is directed by Mike Roth of the regular show. 
from a screenplay by Morgan Evans of Teen Titans Go. Um, and Roth will also serve as executive producer alongside Sam Register. Uh, and I've only seen one image from it so far, and it... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it looks awful. But it is a family-based project, so I guess I, I haven't seen it in action. I've just seen an image, but oh man, it looks so awful. It just look up the image if you can, if you feel like it, kids, because it just just be warned it looks awful. But maybe it won't be so bad. We'll see. I might give it a chance because uh, following following the events of Merry Little Batman. Bat Family follows Batman, Alfred, and young Damian Wayne, who is now taken on the mantle of little Batman, alongside a few newcomers to Wayne Manor as they navigate the fun and frustrations of life as a super family. <sighs> so, there we go. I don't know about that. I just... <laughs> I uh, just... I need... I need to see something from that that is not ugly. It's ugly. <sighs> No word yet on when any of these series will come out, but there you have it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Next, we move into the Transformers universe. Because, um, so we know that Transformers Rise of the Beast is set to come out soon, within the next month. And, um, well, um, what can I say? I am a huge... I've always been a huge fan of the Transformers. I love them. I've loved them since the 80s, uh, since they first came out in 1984. Uh, uh, of course, you know, I'm a G1 fan, but I've also, you know, I also love Beast Wars and such. So, that being said, the Transformers movies have been a mess. I'm sorry if you like them. I'm really sorry if you like them, but they're a mess. They're awful. They're horrible. And they just keep getting worse and worse to the point where I gave up on the Transformers movies and I still have not seen Transformers The Last Night or the Bumblebee movie. Although I hear the Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee movie is not as bad. I don't know. I might have to watch it before Rise of the Beast because I'm going to be honest, the Rise of the Beast has kind of piqued my interest a little. I actually kind of want to see it, and I'm willing to give it a chance, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, this story is not about that, because this story is about a little movie called Transformers 1, which is going to be an animated movie coming out in 2024, uh, and that is the new official title for it, Transformers colon 1, and we have some interesting news about it, uh, including some of the cast list. That has come out. Uh, so we know the movie's being directed by Josh Cooley. And uh, recently the names were announced by Ramsey Naito, president of Paramount Anim Animation and Nickelodeon Animation, at CinemaCon 2023 in Las Vegas. Ooh, swanky. So, um, here's what he had to say in the official announcement. I'm so excited and proud to be working with Hasbro and E1 to bring the first animated Transformers movie to theaters for a never-before-told story. And here is the cast list. Um, so, one thing we kind of know is it's going to be a prequel to everything, I guess. 
And uh, where it is, it's most likely going to take place on uh, Cybertron, which I'm cool with. Uh, no word on what style, animation, or whatnot will be used, but I'm intrigued. And here is a snippet of the cast list that were announced. Um, playing the role of young Optimus Prime, which could also mean uh, Orion Pax, who Transformers fans will know is who becomes eventually becomes Optimus Prime when he gets the Matrix of Leadership, but perhaps they don't want to actually come out and say that yet, so perhaps that's why they are now calling him, at the moment, Young Optimus Prime. Um, he will be played by Chris Hemsworth, Thor himself. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, then we have uh, Young Megatron, who will be played by Brian Tyree Henry. Then we have the character Elita, not she is not called Alita One here, which is traditionally her name. They're just calling her Alita, so I don't know I don't know what to take from that. Other than she is being played by Scarlett Johansson. Then we have Bumblebee playing being played by Keegan Michael Key, which is very, very interesting. I'm very interested to hear that. <laughs> um and then we have Sentinel Prime, who's being played by John Hamm. Also a very excellent choice there. I like that. And in an absolute uh, example of perfect casting would not change a single thing, um, the character of Alpha Trion is being played by Lawrence Fishburne. I love that. I absolutely love that. Excellent choice. Well done. Well done. That gives me some hope, at least. <laughs> and yes, of course, there's no sign of... Um, our favorite voice actors from Transformers, Peter Cullen, um, or any others, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And that means it is time to move on. <laughs> Speaking of Transformers, um, it was announced that Hasbro and Mattel are doing a big crossover deal uh, for Transformers, Hot Wheels, and more. Which is interesting, because, of course, Mattel and Hasbro are rivals in the toy industry. But, um, they have officially entered into a multi-year licensing agreement that will see the Toy Titans sharing some of their biggest properties, including, um, so according to The Toy Book, which is, um, a company I am very familiar with on a personal level, uh... The two toy companies will begin offering co-branded toys and games as early as this fall. Now, so far the announcements have been a little boring, but I'm hoping for something more exciting. So far, <clears throat> excuse me, the first things that have been announced is Hasbro is set to release Barbie-branded Monopoly games. Woohoo! I guess if you're a Barbie fan, that's cool. While Mattel will introduce the Transformers-branded Uno games. That's cute, but, you know, I want more than that. Uh, Mattel will also release a line of Transformers-branded Hot Wheels vehicles in early 2024. Now that I'm interested in because I am a fan of both Transformers and Hot Wheels. And, yeah, looks like I'm going to have to start another collection. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
So there was a apparently a closed-door sneak preview of the upcoming partnership shown at the Nuremberg International Toy Fair in February of this year. So that's interesting. Or it could be. It has the potential to be interesting. So far, it's just, eh, that's cool. But uh, there could be some very cool things with both of their, both of those toy companies and their various brands combining. I'm, uh, I am intrigued. I am intrigued. Can't wait to see what else comes of that deal. But in the meantime, let's move on. And our final big story is actually a uh, news story out of the science world. And that is uh, that a new fossil has revealed a fearsome shark-toothed dinosaur. Uh, so, supposedly, so this, this dinosaur was found in Central Asia. And the word is that the the new dinosaur is five times bigger than the local tyrannosaurs that roamed the area. Um, it outweighed the tyrannosaur, which was previously thought to be the region's apex predator, according to the University of Tsukuba. So this comes out of the Kizilkum Desert of Uzbekistan uh, in the Bizikti Formation, which is a structure of rock and sediment between 90 and 92 million years old that has preserved many a dinosaur fossil. That's very cool. So, out of this formation, um, paleontologists, which I used to want to be a paleontologist when I was a kid. I don't know what happened there, but here we are. <laughs> uh, so, paleontologists have discovered an imposing new dinosaur species that was likely the apex predator of the area at the time. And from this description, it certainly sounds like that is a distinct possibility, or likelihood, I should say. So the discovery, and forgive me, I'm probably going to butcher this, but, you know, um, Ulubigersaurus, I know I butchered that, Uzbekistanensis, <laughs> uh, it was a carcharodontosaur, or shark-toothed dinosaur, which is a kind of allosaur characterized by its large size and serrated teeth. Just think about that for a second. Uh, it is the first of its kind to be found in Central Asia. Uh, even though paleontologists only had a single fossil to work with, a part of the dinos, which was a part of the dinosaur's upper jaw, researchers have concluded that this specimen likely measured around 26 feet, or 8 meters, in length, and weighed about 2,200 pounds, or 1,000 kilograms. It is over a ton, people. Um, and being that it was so massive means that it was twice the length of more than uh, twice the length and more than five times heavier than the predator previously thought to be the ex apex of the area, the Tyrannosaur Timurlingia, which measured a mere 13 feet, 4 meters in length, and weighed in at three, a paltry 375 pounds, or 170 kilograms. So that's that's pretty interesting. So the skull alone would have measured about a meter. Um, it had knife-like sharp teeth, 
and was definitely a meat eater, according to the lead researcher of the study, paleontologist Kohei Tanaka. That's pretty cool. Again, as I said, I wanted when I was a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist, so I'm always, always, always fascinated by new dinosaur discoveries. And of course, I do like to include some scientific uh, stories in the Week in Geek whenever possible, so do be expecting more of those. But in the meantime, that's all for this one. So let's move on. And that's actually it for the stories for this edition of the Week in Geek. So I will leave you now with a little, a simple little fun fact to tide you over until the next edition of the Week in Geek. And that is this. In Japan, the art of Kintsugi involves repairing broken pottery with gold, silver, or platinum lacquer, emphasizing the beauty of imperfection and embracing the history of an object. And isn't that a beautiful thing? All right, so there you have it. That's your fun fact for the day, for the week. And uh, until next, the next edition of The Week in Geek, um... I wish you all well. I thank you all for listening. And in the more words of Gary Gnu, no news is good good news with Gary Gnu. A good night. Wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?